0: This podcast is called Obsessed Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest Get some secrets off their chest You should listen, it's the best
1: Hello and welcome to Obsessed With me, Joseph Scrimshaw Today's episode features Sarah Pocock In her obsession with craft beer If you love the sound of other people drinking beer You will love this episode I loved making this episode Because Sarah is awesome And she brought me a bunch of free beer if you drink beer, I think you should definitely get yourself some beer before listening to this episode. I also think you should get yourself a frozen pizza. Frozen pizzas are on my mind a lot as I record this intro because my wife is out of town. My wife, Sarah Scrimshaw, is off stage managing Jonathan Colton's awesome Caribbean cruise for a whole week. And whenever my wife leaves town... I strive not to slip back into my horrible bachelor ways. One of the main things, the main activities I did as a bachelor is eat frozen pizzas. I am a tombstone man, for those of you who are curious. For me, when I was single, frozen pizzas existed at the perfect intersection of obsession and laziness. Why make a different meal when I can just have another frozen pizza. When I was in my 20s, the refrigerator in my apartment broke for several months, and I did not care because I just went to the store and got a frozen pizza every night. Before I met my wife, I honestly believe I ate frozen pizzas more times than I said the words, I love you. I am not proud of this. So while my wife is gone, I'm determined to eat things other than just frozen pizzas. I might get takeout pizza. I might go to Chipotle 27 times. Maybe I will experiment with frozen pizza rolls. The sky and my cholesterol are the limit. That said, I think you should get a frozen pizza right now. Frozen pizza goes great with listening to a podcast about craft beer. And really treat yourself... Get a classy frozen pizza. Get a red baron, a de giorno or as Super Mario would call it. Hey, it's a de giorno. But again, classy de giorno. A frozen pizza you can eat with your pinky out. No cheese stuffed into the crust bullshit, just a nice greasy pepperoni that will partner well with a saison. Anyway, On to the plugs. If you enjoy this podcast, check out Patreon.com. This podcast is made possible by my kind backers. Thank you, kind backers. You can find out more at Patreon.com slash Joseph Scrimshaw. Shows! I have a bunch of shows coming up in Los Angeles. On February 13th, I will be saying comedy things for Rebecca Watson's science comedy quiz show, Quizotron. On February 22nd, I'll be saying sexy comedy things for Five Truths and a Lies annual Weird Love storytelling show, on Tuesday, February 24th, I'll be hosting the brutal wordplay competition known as Pundemonium. And I just booked several months of a new stand-up and sketch comedy show I'll be doing at the Nerdist School stage. If you haven't been there yet, it's a great little space on Sunset right next to Nerdmelt. To get details or tickets for these shows, check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com slash live dash shows. And now, heat your DiGiorno cool your saison, and enjoy Sarah Pocock's obsession with craft beer. Hello, and welcome back to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting here in my home with an awesome person, Sarah Pocock.
0: Hey. How are you? I'm good, jo- Joe.
1: Joseph. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I thought I'd uh, try something out there, but... Uh,
1: yeah, I'm sorry. That's I'm okay. Sorry. No, I'm with, I'm with
0: a James, not a Jim, so I totally get it. Yes,
1: yes. Uh, it's, and it's been a battle for Me, sure, in increasing battle, I keep threatening to write a blog post, which is, I think, like the 21st century way of saying, I feel really important about this, guys. <laughs> Seriously, it's Joseph.
0: Uh, how are you, Joseph?
1: I'm good, <laughs> jo- Joseph, not Joe. <laughs> I'm good, I'm not as judgmental as I sound <laughs> when I'm talking about my name. It sounds very judgy. Um, so we have a fun thing here on the podcast today that uh, Sarah's obsession is craft brewing. So we're going to talk a little bit and then you're going to be able to listen at home as we sample beer.
0: That's right. (laughs) This will be the most annoying episode of your podcast yet.
1: You can uh, wait and see how many times the microphones are dropped. (laughs) Uh, So first off, uh, can you tell the audience listening at home uh, a little bit about who you are and what you do?
0: Sure. Uh, I'm an artist and animator working here in Los Angeles. I'm currently at Cartoon Network, but I've also worked on uh, projects like Cosmos, the new Cosmos that came out last year. Cool. Uh, Animated on an episode of Community and uh, did some animation for the end credits of 22 Jump Street. Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, I'm sort of around. I used to do a lot more (laughs) of it than I do now, but I used to do a lot of sketching of live comedy shows and... uh, like, that's sort of how a lot of people discovered me at first.
1: Probably. Oh, really? From drawing the from, shows?
0: From go- yeah, going and, like, doing uh, sketches of the performers and y- y- gesture sketches. I'm using my hand to gesture and sketching motion <laughs> to illustrate. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't really have time for that anymore, but I t- still love comedy and, um, yeah. Cool.
1: So for Cosmos, did did you work on all of the animation, or was there a specific part of it?
0: There were parts in every episode that was, like, historical yeah, stuff.
1: that was really a cool style. Yeah,
0: it was sort of storybook, like, flat-looking, like, really high contrast. Yeah,
1: I yeah. thought it was really successful because it was very romantic, mm-hmm. but the lines were very clear and distinct. So yes. to me, it was, like, what the show was all about, of, like... We're talking about science, but we're also talking about it in a very romantic way. Like, we want you to fall in love with facts.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, talk about people with obsessions. Like, that's (laughs) totally a show made by people who love science and want other people to love science. It was really an honor to be a part of that project. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh,
1: In which episode of Community did you do?
0: Uh, Gi Jeff, which is right. a Gi Joe spoof.
1: <laughs> nice, and you are also from Minnesota, like myself, correct?
0: I am a Minnesota LA transplant, like you. <laughs> we both have six one two phone numbers.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I knew there was something warm and familiar about your phone number. Yeah, man, <laughs>
0: six one two represents
1: <laughs> the hippest area code here in Los Angeles. Not really true. Did you ever? <laughs> do you ever think of changing it?
0: No, no, like. In the age of cell phones, why
1: you don't why bother? Anybody cares? It seems like just a conversation starter.
0: I've lived here for gosh, I moved here in two thousand six. So I've been here a really long time and I've just always had my same phone number and it's never been an issue. No one's ever yelled at me for (laughs) (laughs) No one's
1: ever been an asshole like (laughs) well I would like to get a drink with you, but you're a six one (laughs) two.
0: Exactly. That's the kind of thing that would happen. More often in Saint Paul, don't you think?
1: (laughs) I think so. A
0: six (laughs) one two.
1: Go back to your side of the river. Go back across
0: the river, yeah.
1: Your hipster side of the river. Um so how did you get into craft brewing?
0: Oh well, I I didn't start drinking at all until pretty recently. Like I grew up Mormon, so I didn't drink and then In college, I didn't drink, and then I decided to go to grad school, and that's when I started to drink, because I needed it. In grad school? Yes.
1: So you must have been around a lot of drinking when you were in undergrad.
0: Yeah, but it was always, like, when I was growing up, it was a religious thing, and then because I'd never developed a taste for it, I just didn't like the taste of any kind of alcohol. And then when I did start drinking, it was very like girl drinks, like <laughs> a slice of pineapple and a little umbrella in there and like super sugary, like sort of trying to hide the taste of the alcohol right. type drinks. And then, uh, yeah, I just, my, I eventually developed a palate and uh, I fell in with uh, a group of friends. We have this thing called the Supper Club where we all take turns uh, hosting a dinner every month. Oh, cool. And, uh, everyone, it started out when the, when the club started, everyone brings a bottle of wine, but over as we started this like two and a half years ago, and as time has pressed on, it's, uh, we all bring bottles of craft beer instead. Awesome. Uh, and one of my friends is a home brewer and, uh, I've just, yeah, a handful of years ago I started drinking it and then I fell more and more in love with the different types of beer and their different tastes and, Um, like now I love it. It's my favorite thing to drink ever.
1: Cool. Uh, so for somebody who is not uh, familiar with craft brewing, how would you explain it to somebody who is just like, I have no idea what craft brewing is? Um, gosh. (laughs) Imagine you're talking to an idiot.
0: I mean, the the way I would explain it, it, it's sort of like parallels between going to get your food from, like, a big grocery chain and going to the farmer's market. It's sort of like that. There's local breweries, and uh, they make smaller um, uh, amounts of each brew, Uh, but there's a lot more experimentation and sort of, uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, cause here's the thing, I, I, uh, uh, sort of, there's this stereotype of people who drink craft brews that they're really like snotty right. and haughty, but it's just like people who enjoy a different taste of beer, you know, it's just yeah. another type of beer. Um, I would say... Once you've studied up on it, as I have, uh,
1: (laughs) most of the national
0: brands of beer are lagers, like your uh, Heineken's, your Budweiser's, your Coors, your Miller. Yeah. Uh, Whereas craft beers tend to be mostly ales. And the difference is they're made with a different type of yeast. And uh, ales tend to be more... Uh, lagers are very, like, stripped down, sort of clean, crisp beers. Watery? And <laughs> some might say. <laughs> you're less, trying, you're less try- complex, some might say.
1: You're trying hard to be kind, right? You're, you're trying hard not to just say, like, craft beer is good beer, and Bud Light is shit.
0: I mean, I'm not gonna say that, because, like, you and I <laughs> both live in LA, like, you're in comedy, I'm in arts, we've both been to a million, like, hey, come to my comedy show, come to right. my art show. So like the most beer I've had more than anything is like free cans of Tecate
1: <laughs> at Nerd Mouth. <laughs>
0: things yes. like that. So I've, I've had... enjoyed
1: some fine Pabst at Nerd Mouth.
0: Exactly. So like I've had tons and tons of Pabst and you know Bud Light and Tecate, uh, but it's just it's like the difference between eating a McDonald's hamburger and like going to a French restaurant.
1: I yeah, think. and I think to me there's there's that uh, there's a debate about judgment, but I don't think most people would say like. A hamburger at, like, a restaurant is the same food as a McDonald's cheeseburger. <laughs> like, they're just, they're not actually the same thing. It's not even good and bad. They are just they're ju- not they're the same thing at all. They're different, for sure. Yeah, and now we're both sounding like Minnesotans. I agree, and like, yeah, yeah, it's different.
0: You know. <laughs> we're
1: not just... going to say anything negative. It's just, <laughs> it's just that it's different to drink past. That's all. Uh, if you were talking to somebody who had never actually consumed beer, how would you describe the difference in flavor between like a great craft beer and like a Bud Light?
0: Oh my God. What is the actual
1: <laughs> sensation?
0: It's. <laughs> it's the difference between drinking soda water and. Soda pop, <laughs> like one has no flavor and the other has flavor. Has lots and lots, lots of lots and lots of flavor. Fair
1: enough. Fair enough. Okay, so you you grew up Mormon, uh, and beer was beer is just like verboten. It's drinking of beer any kind is bad.
0: But, yeah, adults too. Like you just don't do it.
1: Okay. So obviously you, you uh stopped being Mormon. Yes at least where where beer is concerned.
0: <laughs> where everything is concerned. Okay, yes. where everything
1: is concerned. I didn't wanna no I good. didn't wanna assume. <laughs> I assumed, but I didn't want to assume out loud. Uh so when you started drinking like the pink squirrels and the girly drinks, uh when did you make the transition between sort of like this is a safe way to kind of try out alcohol to like I want to know every flavor and every nuance?
0: That yeah, that happened with uh When I started drinking beers, specifically, Um I remember the first beer I ever had that I liked was at a friend's house, and they had, like, a six-pack of the seasonal Blue Moons that they put okay. out in the fall. And Blue Moon is still, like, not technically a craft beer. It's crafty. It's, like, on its way. <laughs> but that was the first time I had a beer, and I was like, oh, like, this is... I like this. this I like is what I'm crafty.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. crafty beer. Okay, so why did was everything else just gone? Were you were you tipsy? Why did what broke the blue moon barrier?
0: What happened was at that party, uh, they ran out of spirits, and all that was left was beer. So I was <laughs> like, I want to continue to be drunk. <laughs> But there's no more vodka, so I guess I'll just have whatever this
1: is. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's a nice story of discovery. Right? Um, <laughs> sometimes when there's nothing left, you'll find your true love.
0: And again, the same thing about like going out to art shows and stuff. Like they'll have, like the posters say free drinks, but what that means is free tacate so Yeah. So you're like, you just go and you pick it up and you drink, because it's there and you drink it.
1: So now when not? you drink it, like what is your experience now that you're a big craft brew person? Or like, do you... Like, roll your eyes no, or your taste no, not buds? No, it's fine.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't disenjoy McDonald's either. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, I have friends who love craft beer, homebrewers, who are just like, it's piss water. I can't even drink it anymore um and for me like i drink it at shows i used to drink it when i was doing shows a lot because i would do a lot of late night comedy shows mm-hmm. and i would need like 12 beers over the course of the show for like sketches and then two backstage and blah 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 yeah totally. so like i have this great every time i drink like paps i have this great sense memory of oh late night sketch comedy right uh so for me i have like associations with it that makes it enjoyable, in the same way kids might in, like have a sensation of like, ah oh, McDonald's cheeseburger is weird, but I have these positive memories of it. Yeah. Uh, a
0: weird tangent for a second. My first uh, meal with actual food, like when I was a toddler, was a McDonald's hamburger. Like, really? Like my first solid food was McDonald's hamburger. <laughs>
1: which
0: I don't know if that symbolizes anything about my life, but there you go. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. So
1: Mormons are not against McDonald's. No. (laughs) No beer. but
0: they are against uh, any caffeinated drink. So you can go to McDonald's, but you have to have a Sprite instead of a Coke.
1: Okay. So sugar is fine. Sugar is fine. (laughs) Caffeine, no, not so much. Okay. I'm I'm learning a lot about religion too. Uh, Cool. So do you brew at home now?
0: I don't, personally, and the reason I give everybody else is that I'm too busy, but I think, actually, it's that I'm too lazy, (laughs) and I'm afraid it won't come out well if I don't. And here's the thing. I also have to force myself to cook at home a couple times a week, or else I won't even do that. I'll just eat out all the time. So I'm not really a cooking, baking, brewing (laughs) type of person, but I have a close friend, uh, this guy Jerry, who is a home brewer, and he makes... you know half a dozen half a dozen or so brews a year. Okay. And so I, I I'm sort of and then I other friends too, people at Cartoon Network do homebrews. Uh so I I get I'm I'm homebrew adjacent. Okay. I get to experience homebrewing through my more talented friends.
1: <laughs> Are you able to direct it? Are you able to go to any of these friends and say, I really want you to make a pumpkin ale?
0: I remember um and here's another thing that's sort of unique about me is I loved craft brews, but I don't love IPAs, and most craft beers are IPAs. It's, it's like, getting to be
1: a hot-button issue, which it's I It's like appreciate.
0: 80% IPAs. Yeah. So I, I have told my home brewing friend, like, could you make like a Belgian style or maybe a Hefeweizen or something, <laughs> like something that's just not an IPA?
1: Yeah. Are, do you like IPA?
0: I do enjoy an IPA. I'm, I'm a little bit pickier about them than I am about like Belgian beers, like mm-hmm. we beers. Those... I just love. I have a baseline of loving those automatically. IPAs, some are kind of dank <laughs> 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 and way too hoppy for me. Yes, and I understand that's because California grows some of the most fragrant hops in the world, and like it, it does add a lot of texture and uh, flavor to a beer. But some. Sometimes it's so overpowering and so bitter. It just
1: always feels sharp to me. Like yes, I feel like the beer is poking my mouth.
0: Absolutely, it's gross and weird. And
1: sometimes (laughs) I just don't want to be poked in the mouth by beer. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like I'm supposed to be drinking beer here, not whiskey.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So where where is your favorite place to get craft brew in Los Angeles? That's not home brewed, but the kind of best brewery, craft brewery type place.
0: I love Golden Road. Okay, I'm there. You no, know, is that often. the one
1: downtown, or where is that one?
0: Angel City is the one downtown. Okay. Golden Road is, like, it's in between Glendale and Burbank. It's okay. <laughs> to get super Los Angeles on you. <laughs> That's where the five meets the 134.
1: Well, now I feel like I really have a Los Angeles podcast now that am are talking about directions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it, it's on San Fernando Road. It's okay. These beautiful old uh, buildings painted, these bright colors, like bright uh, red and blue and yellow. Okay. And they have a pub there and they have, um, they sell their brews in stores. I was going to get the Gold Road Hefeweizen, which is my favorite overall beer. Oh, wow. But the, okay. the, the, the store didn't have it in stock. But um, they have the their beers that they distribute and then they have beers that are only on tap at their pub. Okay. And some of those are amazing, like gingerbread ales and like, <laughs> Coffee, uh, like, stouts that taste like brownies. Like, it's so good.
1: Do you like the mashup stuff? Do you like it when it tastes like something else?
0: I do. I really like coffee stouts. I think they're really delicious. Coffee
1: stouts are pretty great. Uh, the coffee bender that Surly makes. I don't know if you've ever had that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really big in Minnesota. It's a big craft brew place in Minnesota. In the yeah, the coffee bender is like that dangerous sort of like I could drink this every morning, <laughs> no problem.
0: Saint <laughs> Archer makes a really good uh, ca- coffee brown ale. Yeah, yeah, you just it yeah, it's it's dangerous that way because it tastes like coffee, but it's alcoholic.
1: <laughs> the best kind. Uh, if you could brew beer with any famous figure of the past, who would you want to brew with, with? or or? Brew for you, who you could command to brew <laughs>
0: mm. your coffee beer. I wonder who has the talent for it.
1: Who do you think in your mm. knowledge of the past?
0: <laughs> like the past, like the beginning of existence? <laughs> sure,
1: sure, yeah. You could start with primordial well, <laughs> ooze people.
0: Jesus would be good, right? <laughs> I would.
1: Because <laughs> I, so.
0: I feel like any requ- any request you put in would be spot on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you think he would cheat the system? And use... I think he would
0: magic it up.
1: He'd magic it up. Yeah. Okay. So what would you ask Jesus to homebrew for you?
0: Hmm, I would ask him to brew me a Hefeweizen that had like three times the alcohol
1: content. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> like that's my favorite type of beer, but it's the, the alcohol content is so low. It's usually like around the four or five percent margin instead of like yeah. a double IPA, which is like ten percent.
1: Yeah. So I'm not big on the on sort of gender pinning things in general, but I feel like when people do Hefeweizen is considered not a tough drink, that it's a girly beer. Do you have that I impression? Think
0: that's bullshit.
1: I mean, I think it's bullshit too, but I I feel like I get it might just be me being neurotic, but I feel like I get a little bit of that reaction when I tell people like, "IPAs are fine, but I really like Hefeweizen." And I'm like, "Oh, I guess you. Like light beer."
0: <laughs> I mean, it is it's I don't know if light is the right adjective. It's sort of... It's a very relaxed kind of beer. Yeah. That's what I like about it. Yeah. And I like that... Uh, I just... Everything about it, is, it's so cloudy, and, like, it's beautiful orange color. And, yeah. yeah.
1: Maybe it... I mean, I really like uh, Hoogarden.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hoogarden is really good, too.
1: Yeah, and I, I had it first in London, and it wasn't available a lot in America. You had to go, like, for one specific store in Minneapolis at the time, and I got it. I was like told my friends, like, hey, I like it. And they're like, man, I would rather drink this angry, stompy German beer.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I love Hefeweizen and I love Belgians, and a lot of my—this is a deal that works out for me, by the way, because I'll find myself going to parties, and, like, for instance, a friend of mine loves Game of Thrones, so we bought all the Game of Thrones brews. Oh,
1: cool. I could not get any of those, damn it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, but he was like, I don't like Belgians. Do you want to drink this Belgian? It was like one of the Game of Thrones beers. And I'm like, fuck yes, I'll drink this <laughs> Game of Thrones Belgian beer. Absolutely. Did it
1: taste like Game of Thrones?
0: It tasted kind of bloody and uh, a little like <laughs> tears and <in> betrayal.
1: <laughs> so that would be a big yes then. Yeah. Uh, so you're an artist, obviously. If you could design the label for any beer, what beer would you want to design the label for?
0: Mm. There's an IPA called Arrogant Bastard Mm -hmm. that has, like, kind of not poorly drawn but poorly designed caricature of, like, your typical bastard-looking person. And I think it would be really fun to go in and draw my idea of an arrogant (laughs) bastard, which is, like, a totally hipster-looking... Like, people who drink Bud and think craft beer people are super snooty. Like, I would draw what they're thinking in their head. So like a bro doing some like lifting? Like a, a bro, exactly, and I would put him on the Arrogant Bastard IPA because <laughs> that's the type of person who talks down about Hefeweizens yeah, while they're yeah, enjoying it. Their... Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, so you might have already answered this question, but if there was a craft beer called the Pocock, what would it taste like? Would it be a Hefeweizen? Or what, what would a, a beer in your honor, what would you want it to taste like?
0: Ooh... I don't. I also feel like there's a lot of beers that haven't been made yet, and a lot of combinations <laughs> that haven't. I mean, there. I brought like we're we're gonna taste beer later, and like my favorite one that I brought was an Alligrache, uh Curio, which
1: is. <laughs> 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 now, why do people think craft beer is pompous? I don't understand.
0: Uh, a triple ale that has been aged in uh, bourbon barrels. So I think. I'd like I'd like the Pocock to be something like that, like a really – like a triple ale aged in a barrel of – I like rum. So maybe like, yeah, so aged you would, in a rum barrel.
1: You would want a beer with a backstory. Like. I'd
0: want a beer with a backstory, yeah. <laughs> I want to be like, this is where I'm from and like these are my, my – my, my father was a rum barrel and my mother was a, a – <laughs> Jack Daniels barrel. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, nice!
1: Mixed in two different barrels, then mixed together in the third barrel, and then rolled down the hills of Ireland, and (laughs) that's
0: right. (laughs) That reminds me that I did a study abroad semester in Ireland while I was in college before I was drinking. So I lived in Ireland for six months uh, in a tiny, tiny town that had. like, one little grocery store, but five pubs. Yeah. And I didn't drink there at all. Did you go to the pubs? I went to the pubs to hang out, because in Ireland, pubs are just, like, where you take the family.
1: Yeah, they're social.
0: They're social, like, so there's little kids everywhere. Uh, So I went there to hang out, and maybe I would have, like, a hard cider, but I I didn't drink beers at all, and now I feel like... I need to go back and make up for that time wasted.
1: <laughs> well, let's let's start trying to make up for it by sampling your beers. Let's do it. Let's start with. All right. One. Excellent. All right, we are returning. Sarah is opening up a. Oh, this is in Eagle Rock.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, this is a brew from the Eagle Rock Brewery. Okay. Right, right here in Los Angeles. Uh, this is a Whit beer. Nice. And it's called the Manifesto. So like what what we were talking about before, this is sort of my favorite type of beer to drink. It's a Belgian. It's weedy. It's really light in color. Here we go. I'm pouring.
1: I put the microphone disgustingly (laughs) close to the beer, so I hope you could hear that. And I hope people are going out and buying these and sampling along. Uh, so they're in plastic cups because I'm a savage. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I should have
0: I should have brought my steins, but ah, that's
1: whatever. fine. So, uh, so cheers. Cheers. Tink.
0: That's Joseph, not me.
1: I'm trying to drink loudly. I'm I'm civilized <laughs> for the sake of audio <laughs> because I am an asshole and I am obsessed with comedy. Um, that's really good.
0: Isn't
1: it? I really like that. So how do you go about discussing beer? So like, I, I I feel like I know a lot of craft brew people, but I also feel like somehow I know more about the way people talk about whiskey or wine in terms of discussing the palate, mm-hmm. and beer seems to get boiled down to like, it's hoppy, it's good, I don't like it. So how do you, what what do you use? There's definitely use?
0: more to it uh, than that, because... Besides the hops, there's so much other stuff that goes into beer. There's the grain, and uh, when you, especially for a wheat beer like this, uh, it's what you flavor the grain with that really matters. Okay. And a lot of uh, wheat beers are sort of infused with fruity flavors and uh, citrus flavors, yeah. and sort of. Uh, I, I guess that's why a lot of beer snobs call it a light beer because it's sort of the beer equivalent to like the girl drinks in the bar. Yeah,
1: because I like I would say this is like sour with a hint of fruit. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly, and very like there's really no taste of hops. At
1: no, all. Like, there's... just
0: enough to make it not taste like soda.
1: Yeah, and there's I had not really thought about how kind of the the flavors and the attitudes of the beers the craft beers. Kind of match some of the stereotypes of their regions, mm-hmm. like the Belgian just is like, whatever. It's on. do we do we need to get involved in stuff? I don't think so. Let's no, just, uh,
0: like, I, just
1: relax and think about life. <laughs> and Germans are like, you will taste this. You will taste this on the top of your mouth. That's
0: right. Uh, but uh, the main ingredients to beer, of course, are the water, the yeast, the grains, and the hops. Right. Uh, like I was saying before, California is like Northern California in particular is known for very fragrant, like very uh, strong hops. Yeah. Which is why uh, we're sort of going through a hops craze right now, <laughs> uh, which is fine as long as I can find other things to drink. And yeah. like I, I definitely enjoy uh, double IPAs and stuff like that because there's hops, but also a hint of the sweetness. Like they tend to be a little darker, and then they yeah. add uh, like more syrups and stuff to sort of off-balance the, uh, like the crank-up in the hops and the crank-up in the alcohol
1: <laughs> So everything goes up, everything up, up. Everything goes
0: up, up, up. up.
1: <laughs> everything louder, faster, better, hoppier. Uh, this is great. So what is the uh, the ABV, the alcohol by volume, right?
0: Yes. This is low. This is 5.7%. Is pretty low. And that
1: is, I mean, that's low by craft beer standards. That's
0: low by craft beer standards. But yeah, it,
1: yeah. But like it my feels... favorite
0: beer, like I, this was my second choice because my first choice was the Golden Road Hefeweizen, which wasn't in stock. But what was in stock at the store was the Golden Road, two different IPAs, and then their IPL, which is an IPA style lager.
1: Okay, that's <laughs> just too fucking far.
0: I know, I know. <laughs> I can't get a Hefeweizen, but I have three choices of happy beers.
1: So how often do you, obviously you, you drink the beer, you give it a lot of thought, you talk to the people who are making it, uh, your friends, and you go, you go to places where it's made. How often, while you're like at work illustrating, do you think about beer?
0: <laughs> Depends on the day I'm having, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but do you think about it, in, not in terms of like, God, I need a drink, but do you think about it in terms of your, your mind wanders to hops? And how they might be flavored.
0: Not necessarily that, but it, it a lot of my uh social time is spent like planning trips to breweries and um planning trips to craft brew friendly bars. Like okay. last weekend I went with a group of friends to father's office, which is really good craft beer bar in Culver City. And Just
1: somewhere. a great. It's so, a great name for a bar.
0: Father's. Yeah, it's so good. Uh and uh we're going to go to I'm sorry, I need to look something up on
1: because really I, I forgot the, I
0: forgot the name of the brewery. There's so many good breweries popping up in LA right now. Um we're gonna go to Belmont Brewing in oh, cool. Long Beach in a couple of weeks, and then of course there's Eagle Rock Brewing. There's Monkish, which is a brewery that specializes in Belgians, so that's right up my wheelhouse. Okay. That's in, I believe it's in Torrance. Okay. Uh, Eagle Rock brews in Eagle Rock, obviously. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so you think about I think where, of, where and how you're going to because, get your next craft brew fix.
0: Because part of, part of the love of craft beer for me is the social aspect of it. Is like okay. being out. With friends and tasting it and talking about it together, which is different than just being out with friends at a bar and, like, not paying attention to what you're drinking, really. <laughs> just talking about whatever. What's
1: the bouquet of the paps today? Yeah. <laughs> you can't really do that.
0: Yeah. So going out, like, each getting different beers and all sipping each other's and trying it.
1: And... Yeah.
0: I think about that a lot.
1: Cool. In... I,
0: can't, I can't wait for the next time I get to go out with my friends and <laughs> drink. <laughs>
1: And you have the untapped app, right?
0: I certainly do.
1: In that it for people who don't know it, it is basically an app it's like almost like a bird watching app, right? Like or like a beer drinking where you can just sort of catalog everything that you had?
0: Yeah, it's like Instagram for beer. So okay. when whenever Whenever you have a beer, like I could do it right now. (laughs) Check (laughs) in. Please do. Uh, I will. I'm going to check in. You type in the beer you're drinking. Can I be
1: in in your photo of your beer lurking in the background like a creeper?
0: Totally. So I'm going to type in Eagle Rock Manifesto, which is the name of this beer. And it's going to pop up here.
1: I've already drank all of my generous sample of this beer. (laughs) Because I'm an asshole.
0: That's okay. I just burped off mic. Because <laughs> I'm also an asshole, but. I'll add, they burp back in and post.
1: Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that.
0: All right. So here it is. Okay. Nice. I'm nice. going to check in.
1: Okay. So it has a four square aspect because you're checking in to drinking beer.
0: Yes. And then you get t- to take a picture of it. And... So I'm going to.
1: Nice. <laughs> nice.
0: I have to get the good angle, too.
1: I'm creeping behind the beer in a frightening way.
0: All right, here's <laughs> the photo.
1: I approve. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then uh, you you rate it like on a scale of uh, one to or zero to five
1: stars. So you can add beers that you've already had, right? Yes. So what happens if you just change your mind constantly about the beer? Does it give you an average rating then?
0: No, I think you just recheck in and you re-rate it.
1: Okay, <laughs> it's like Yelp
0: that way. You have to re-review the
1: restaurant. Nice.
0: Uh, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this four. And I'm gonna check in. Nice. And there it is.
1: Cheers. It says.
0: Cheers. My check-in was successful. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> uh,
1: so what is our what is our next beer? All
0: right, it, it's another Eagle Rock one. Uh, this one is called Solidarity. And it's a darker beer. It's a black mild. So this one's going to be kind of malty. Okay. I'm putting my microphone down so I can open it.
1: Okay. So it, it has a black label. It looks like very intense, but it says mild. <laughs> black mild. Well,
0: I think taut, stouts and porters tend to taste mild. Like people who like fruity beers... Mm-hmm. People who like Belgians, who like Kefeweizens, also tend to like Stouts and Porters second best.
1: Yeah. I like Stouts and Porters a lot. I tend to think of them as uh, heavy, and it, that's maybe because of the color, uh, or maybe because kind of like the place and where they're from.
0: They, they definitely taste heavy. Ooh, this looks so good. See <laughs> my obsession coming up. Um, they just taste really... They taste really dense. It's like drinking. It's like drinking a brownie. <laughs> yeah,
1: it, yeah. It looks very thick, even though. And it's, so, like uh, people
0: who, who don't know what stouts and porters are, that's like like a Guinness. It's yeah. like a very dark, you know, full bodied.
1: Drinks like a meal.
0: Drinks like a meal beer. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, let's try this meal. Cheers. Cheers. And
0: it is very mild.
1: Ooh, it is. It
0: has a really good aftertaste. I'm gonna see what this was made with. Yeah, it, yeah. There's nutty flavors in it. Like I'm tasting, <laughs> I'm tasting the nutty right now. There,
1: this, yeah, this is perhaps a little too nutty for me.
0: There's subtle notes of coffee, dark chocolate, and a hint of smoke.
1: A Hint of smoke. If we're to believe, like, but gee, the hint of smoke actually, <laughs> as soon as you said it. It it hit the it hit. back of my throat. Yeah. Yeah. This is very weird, and maybe there's just something wrong with my mouth or my head. But, like, when I taste whiskey and wine, it it goes through evolutions that are all sort of upward. But, like, beer sometimes, like, affects the side of my mouth, it feels like. Like, it feels like there are nuts in the side of my mouth <laughs> as I'll opposed sometimes get to. I'll
0: taste like it's, like, from the back of my mouth. Yeah. Like, it'll... I'm making a weird gesture which is useless <laughs> to the homeless here. But it's
1: very it's almost like a little bunny foo-foo going down your throat. Yeah,
0: I'm making like my hand is bunny hopping down my <laughs> the side of my mouth. <laughs> so yeah, I I definitely get taste in waves.
1: And what is the alcohol by volume on this guy? It is
0: stats can be pretty low too. Uh yeah, this is very low. This is only three point eight percent.
1: Yeah, it's nothing. It's <laughs> like just barely above a papst. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think I think stouts are very good. I think like even something as popular as Guinness is like a really delicious tasting beer. Yeah.
1: So when you go to uh craft breweries, do you get flights or do you get full beers?
0: I get flights. Especially if it's a brewery I haven't been to before. Like now at Golden Road I, I know what my favorite brews are, I know what to order. Uh but yeah, if I'm going like when we go to uh this Long Beach Brewery. I'm definitely gonna do flights, and then Stone down in San Diego. A yeah, I think they just had uh, a Stout and Porter flight week- weekend where you pay forty bucks or whatever, and then you get all these different uh, Stouts and Porters, which can be dangerous. <laughs> so like,
1: you yeah, feel like you're
0: gonna burst by the end of that day. Yeah,
1: because they're very, very, filling, they're the very filling. The craft beers in general. They're very rich. Yeah, yes. and especially this like. It is weird to call it light and mild. Like the flavor is light and mild because it's it's a little touch of nut. It's not like incredible nuts everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it really does feel like oh my stomach is expanding. Like <laughs> yeah, hmm. Like I, I, like I ate a steak, or maybe I'm pregnant. Like
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like drinking this is reminding me that I haven't had dinner yet, and this is sort of taking
1: its place. <laughs> That's really the narrative of this podcast: is that I also have not had food or any beer today, and I was very, very looking forward to the beer. <laughs> and now they will advance in the ABV, and that'll be great. Uh, so, since since drinking beer is a social exercise for you, and your obsession lies in a little bit of the sort of the planning mm-hmm. of it. What What is an ideal experience for you when you go out with your friends? Do you want them to be really invested in the beer? Do you get annoyed if they're sort of like just talking about TV shows when they should be focusing on the beer?
0: A little bit, yeah, but that is not an issue with us.
1: <laughs>
0: it's never been an issue. You've picked
1: your friends carefully.
0: Yes, yeah. Uh, like, for instance, this past weekend at Father's office, uh, a friend of mine... Ordered a, a holiday ale from Craftsman. Okay, I just off mic Belch. Yes. Yeah, this is going to be a recurring theme for us. The the podcast. Uh, and he was like, "Oh, this is really good. Who wants to try this?" And of course, we all tried it, and it was so good that I ordered that as my next, you know, uh, drink. Yeah. So he wasn't like, "Oh, this is so good," and we were like. Ooh, whatever, let's talk about uh, cereal. <laughs> you know, it's not, it wasn't like that at all.
1: <laughs> Cereal's a little too hoppy.
0: Yeah. A, a little bit too much hops for my taste. <laughs>
1: I'm trying to drink as loud as possible for the benefit of the listening audience.
0: I'm going to open up the next beer.
1: Excellent. And this beer...
0: This is, this is a Stone IPA, which is a really solid, just all-around great IPA. Like, I've spent a lot of this podcast talking about how there's too much IPA and how I'm not a huge fan of it, but, like, the right one I can definitely get behind, and in, Stone is like a very, very solid one.
1: Yeah, Stone is pretty intense, usually, uh, in general, right? I mean, Stone is usually pretty high alcohol by volume.
0: Let's look at this. This is 6.9. Yeah, so this is fairly high.
1: What is the highest you've had?
0: Well, we're going to have that at the end of
1: the session. <laughs> nice. It's <laughs> <is> like 72.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't want to tell you this, but we're drinking a, a bottle of rubbing alcohol. Oh, really? The end of this. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> but it's like home-brewed
1: rubbing alcohol. <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. like
0: the double IPAs can get up. Like the 10%, 11 12%. Yeah.
1: Okay, so this is... Uh, so Stone is pretty well known for the Arrogant Bastard, which is an IPA, right? It is an IPA. Yeah, so this is there a little bit more uh, uh, fancy. Is fancy a word we're okay with? <laughs> Are you okay with fancy?
0: I don't know if fancy necessarily, but it's just different. I'd say...
1: <laughs> another uh, sorry it's okay <laughs> that is the most Minnesotan thing it's different I must not belch <laughs>
0: <laughs> the thing about the Arrogant Bastard IPA is that's an IPA that rubs it's IPA-ness in your face it's like <laughs> this is a right. fucking dank like bitter as shit IPA <laughs> we don't care what the fuck you say this is more I'd say balanced is the right okay. It. okay. okay okay Let's try. Cheers. Cheers.
1: Yeah, I could smell the hops before <laughs> the beer hit my mouth. <laughs> it is very, very intense.
0: Yeah, but again, like in the scale of IPAs, I feel like this is like one of the more balanced ones. Like yeah. I, this is within my limit, whereas there's some IPAs that are just like, Golden Road makes a... An IPA called The Wolf in the Woods. And that thing is like...
1: (laughs) So their name is just a threat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. They're like, listen. This this is going to
1: fuck you up. This is serious.
0: (laughs) And that thing, like you can smell the hops from across the room. Okay. It's so hoppy. This is
1: pretty like... I have never had the temptation like with whiskey to just stick my nose in the glass first, but this is so like very powerfully hoppy.
0: It's, and it's very fragrant and actually smells really floral and really good.
1: Yeah, like instead of having flowers at your wedding, you could just have a bunch of open bottles. And it was so great! <laughs> yeah, so
0: like sort of my goal with uh, bringing these samples was to like have a different uh, taste with each one. Like the first one was sort of fruity and then this stout was sort of... Like coffee and nutty, and this one is yeah. very hoppy.
1: Yeah, and I'm really glad you brought them because it is really interesting to me that you are both invested in the thing itself, but also the process of the thing. <laughs> so I'm glad that you brought a process for us to go through. Totally, <clears throat> and it's a delicious process.
0: I really enjoy this IP. I think it's it's really delicious and really good. You
1: yeah, what is the name of it again?
0: Uh, it's just stone IPA, dude.
1: But what is the, what are, there's some other words that are fancy. Cali
0: Belguay.
1: <laughs> fancy words is read by Jerry Lewis. Cali Way?
0: Oh my God. I, this is a total tangent, but. Well, we're
1: drinking beer. That I, seems appropriate.
0: <laughs> I went to uh, Larry Karazuski's house a couple weeks ago. He's one of the co screenwriters of Big Eyes and Ed Wood. Oh, Bludge cool. And. Like all these That's awesome. biopics. Uh, but we were there. My friend uh, Cliff Nustroff invited a bunch of us to go over there and watch episodes of the Merv Griffin show, but like super, super early episodes, yeah. from, like the 60s, uh, with Richie Pryor as the <laughs> guest. Like, Richard Pryor dressed up in a nice suit and like.
1: Being a little bit more calm and respectful, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. And then
0: one of the guests was Jerry Lewis, and he came out fucking as drunk as anyone has ever been. It was kind of amazing.
1: So what year was it?
0: I, I it was some in the, the 60s. Yeah, so
1: he would have been high on Percodan. <laughs> I am obsessed with Jerry Lewis. I know a lot about Jerry I Lewis. I couldn't,
0: be, like, it was like watching something avant-garde. I couldn't believe, like, this was a thing that was just on national TV. Like yeah, no, Jerry, Jerry
1: it. Lewis says there's 10 years of his life where he doesn't remember stuff because he was just so far gone. On Perkodan because he he took a bad pratfall and injured his back. Oh, my and went God. nuts on the Perkodan.
0: Okay, for
1: the many lovely. I mean, parts he was, of the Jerry Lewis story. He was
0: brilliant. Like he was so funny and. But
1: amazing. you could just like you, he was just not there. All there.
0: Oh yeah, you you could you could tell. <laughs> so, you could you could totally tell. So
1: were you drinking craft beer while you're watching Jerry Lewis be drunk?
0: Uh, I think I was, actually. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was. It
1: all comes for full circle. <laughs> full circle. From oh, them, no. so. And from Jerry Lewis to Dean Martin. Yeah, that is very good. Very good IPA. So hey. we have... Go ahead.
0: Oh, I, I was just saying right? Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> it really
1: is good IPA. Well, I think IPA does sneak up on you in terms of the alcohol content. I think because the hop sensation is so overpowering to me it distracts me from the actual effects.
0: Sure. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> more than uh, like if you give me a choice between a normal IPA and a double, I'll take the double every time because not only is usually. Uh, The hops, not as overpowering, because they crank up the sweetness on those, and they're usually a little bit darker. But I can have just one, and I'll be like...
1: (laughs) It's cost effective. It's cost effective. I'll have one, and I'll be be
0: stumbling around. In Jerry Lewis Town.
1: I'll be in Jerry Lewis Town, exactly. (laughs) If we could popularize that as a phrase for drunk, (laughs) I would be thrilled. (laughs) Uh Hey
0: man, are you in Jerry Lewistown oh yet? Oh
1: yeah, all the way. Perkadan. <laughs>
0: Alright, this next one's gonna take a while to open, so I'll start opening it now. Okay,
1: so I will describe the process. So it's like a it's like a champagne thing, mm-hmm. which makes the beer seem even fancier. But I suspect is it cork like? Is it pressurized? Is it gonna explode? It's not gonna explode. Okay. <laughs> so it's not pressurized, but it looks like it's pressurized, so it looks extra fancy. Which I'm whoa. That made noise and excited me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so lovely.
0: <clears throat> okay, so this is the Allagash Curieux. <laughs> it's French for curious. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Excellent. I Google translated that this afternoon. <laughs> and this is a triple ale. So the APV for this is eleven percent. Nice. And it's uh, aged in bourbon barrels, so okay. there's a hint of bourbon in this.
1: You is is it Allagash or Allaga- Allagash? Allagash. Is that the? Is that the? That's the brewer. The brewer. Okay. Cool.
0: It's, oh,
1: I'm Maybe Portland? I can't
0: remember. It's either Portland or somewhere in Northern California. I think
1: it's Portland. So West Coast is a safe guess. It's
0: Pacific Northwest. Okay, cool. And this is a wonderful beer. (laughs)
1: Cheers. Cheers. Wow. Okay. I think I've had, like, a simpler, uh, cheaper version of Allegash, which I think shows up. Like, I feel like an Allegash just a, a white...
0: And Allagash White is, like, their Belgian brew.
1: Their Belgian brew. Like, yeah, I have that when places don't have Hoogarden, because it is very similar to Hoogarden. And this is, yeah, very different. (laughs) So, yeah, so this is, like, really, really deep, sort of, what we were talking about earlier on. Like, this has little to no relationship to Pabst Blue Ribbon. No, this
0: is... Because the flavors
1: are, like, so exotic and different and thick.
0: This is a very complex beer. Like, there's a lot to it. Like, the aftertaste... I don't even know how to describe it. It's just...
1: Yeah, it is just... It's very caramely, uh, but it also... there's. It's like burnt caramel, which I suppose makes perfect sense with the, with the aged bourbon. bourbon. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. there's definitely some smoke to it. Um, it's not hoppy like the others, but they're... Oh, it's just so good.
1: Yeah. And I, I can see the ABVs uh, stinking up on you on this as well because it is very sweet, too.
0: Yeah, like this is a total session beer where you can just have glass after glass after glass because it's so pleasant by itself. Yeah.
1: And so, then
0: before you know it...
1: Session beer. What is it? What is, There's, oh, what is that? Oh,
0: that means a beer that you can... that That is... Uh, um, I'm starting to get tipsy. So <laughs> <I follow.
1: laughs> That's really the money part of the podcast <laughs> when we're both tipsy.
0: That's a beer... Uh, that is palatable enough to drink without food, so you just, okay. It tastes good by itself. Is what it means. So
1: why 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 is that? Why is the term session?
0: Because you have a session. You
1: have a session of drinking it. Of drinking it. I love that. I only know the word session in terms of a beer you can drink all by itself, or musicians who are not famous but very good in the studio. <laughs> Yeah, it's very weird because because uh, you're searching... I, maybe it is just that beer is more out there, uh, just more honest with how it's made. So, like, when you're drinking wine or whiskey, there's this search for, did I... Can I find the right notes and the right descriptions? Mm -hmm. And then when I try to describe this, it's like, I don't know, it tastes like maybe it's like, oh, I don't know, it's aged in oak (laughs) bourbon barrels like it says right on the label.
0: And this is the thing about craft beer. Like, no matter how uh, snobbish you pretend to be, like, beer is still, like, the blue-collar.
1: It's a social drink.
0: It's a social drink. It's still, like, the most blue-collar social of all the alcohols. Like, you don't – it's not like wine or it's (laughs) – Hmm. Like you go to special—I mean, you do go to special places to try beer, but it's like it's not people in tuxedos talking yeah. about the the whatever the nose the no- and
1: the body and exactly yeah the it's heft. Not, I don't know. It's not
0: people in monocles talking about the body. It's, it's, yeah, I
1: know. think yeah. Even is uh, sort of distinct and purposeful. as all of these beers are. It kind of feels like. discussion of it is that you can have it up to a certain point but after a certain point it just kind of feels like nobody's gonna yell at me about what i think the beer tastes like yeah whereas with wine i feel like i might be corrected you might be
0: you might be yelled at i
1: might be yelled at but maybe it is maybe that is just the place of beer in our society of like i think it tastes fucking nutty and if you don't like it we can throw down asshole
0: i i'm so clueless about like spirits like, I can't, I, I never really developed a palate for it.
1: Just, like, hard whiskeys. When you say spirits, you mean, like, whiskey, whiskey and, and vodka, and, vodka
0: and, and bourbon and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm like, I think I can tell the difference, but I really can't.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, whiskey, they're, like, books that you can look up. Like, were you correct? No, you were not. Not on this vintage, <laughs> asshole. I'm sure there is the same thing with beer, but I, I'm fascinated with that sort of difference now that beer is good taking its place with wine and whiskey in particular that have these very, like, it's got a hint of this with a, a palate of this, but you hit this first on your, like... Yeah. But I mean, there they're, isn't they're still... that level of... Um, even with the people who feel like, hey, I like Bud Light, and you guys are all a bunch of pompous assholes.
0: I feel like beer is more similar to coffee, actually, than it is to other types ah. of alcohol. Because there's so many other outside flavors that you can influence it with. Like, when you... When you have artisan coffee or like really high end coffee, it's like this: these beans were roasted with, you know, flavors of chocolate and um, uh, nuts or berries. And yeah, stuff. they have all these flavors infused with it. And beer is kind of the same way because while it's fermenting, like you can put any flavor in there that you want just Ye- to experience. Yeah, you can
1: throw fucking Fruit Loops in there if you exactly. wanted. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> So, like, even though we know, like, the main components that make up beer, it's really that experimentation of those other flavors and how they combine and how it ferments that leads yeah. to, like, these really interesting flavors.
1: Yeah, and I think it's cool that it it it, uh, it has this range that you totally brought here today where some of them are, like, this is a beer that has more flavor and is a little bit more exotic than a typical brew, but, like, uh, you could just have this as, like, a beer beer with a hamburger. And, like, this last one is sort of, like, maybe the, that's the session part of it of, like, it's very thick and light and syrupy, and all these different things at the same time where you just want to absorb that as an experience. <laughs> and that's sort of, like, I'll have the with <laughs> my cheeseburger. Like, this is an experience by itself. Just by itself. Definitely. Which is awesome. So the other thing that I wanted to ask you about craft beer... Mm-hmm is it feels like it hasn't moved yet into as many sort of pairing suggestions the way wine has. Oh, that's interesting. So I came up with a list of things for you to attempt to pair a beer with. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, I can't wait. (laughs) Good. All right, so tell me the best craft beer to pair with a hot dog.
0: I think, yeah, hot dogs are kind of basic. They're kind of...
1: They're salty. They're of the salty, earth. They're yeah.
0: Of the earth. Hmm. I think maybe the hops of an IPA would go
1: well. With a hot dog. <laughs> okay, so a hot dog and IPA. Yeah, a
0: Hot dog and an IPA.
1: A single IPA, not a double.
0: A single IPA. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. Foot like long. Maybe... Go double with the foot long.
0: You could go double with a footlong. <laughs> yeah, like you could do you could do a Golden Road Point the Way IPA with a normal hot dog, and then maybe a Pliny the Elder with a footlong.
1: Oh, nice, nice, nice. Okay, kale. Ooh. If you had just a big plate of kale, what is the best craft beer?
0: Kale is also it's already really bitter by itself. Mm-hmm. So if you match it with a fruity beer, it'll be even more bitter. Maybe you can go with a lager for that. Just go with like a craft pilsner or something.
1: Oh, nice. Well, what is a good craft pilsner? Because because there aren't as many logger craft loggers, right? There
0: there aren't. No, like like ale is king in craft beer land. Uh, there's a craft pilsner with your name.
1: Oh, it. the Scrimshaw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it because the Scrimshaw is in a, on tap at like a couple places in the Midwest, but it's everywhere. On the West Coast, mm-hmm. so I really like just being able to go into a bar and just, I say my own name <laughs> and somebody brings me a beer.
0: And kale is also very West Coast, yeah. so let's match uh, the kale with a scrimshaw.
1: <laughs> I'll have some kale and a scrimshaw, I'm just going to say that whichever, I'm going to go to like In-N-Out Burger and I'll have some kale and some scrimshaw, what, what, is that a problem? Uh, what uh, is the best craft beer to go with procrastination?
0: Ooh. <laughs> I think I'll go with my old standby, the Hefeweizen. The Hefeweizen. it has a, it's like a very sweet, comforting taste, and it has a low APV, so you can just right. have tons and tons of it while you're not doing shit, <laughs> and uh, just enjoying enjoying yourself. But that's
1: why I like Hefeweizen, too, because it also does just say, like, every, it's cool. It's
0: cool, man. Yeah, Everything's like, going to be all right. Yeah, like,
1: IPA makes me feel like I'm going to miss a bus. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> just like, whatever, take your time. Uh, okay, so what is, this is the last one. What is the best craft beer to pair with binge watching scandal?
0: Oh, see, this is, <laughs> this is a tricky one because you'll be sitting there for a long time. Right. But also, you'll be watching parts and being really stressed out.
1: Yeah. Ooh. It's a very sexy show. It's, it's both political sexy and show. sexy.
0: mm Maybe a stout would be good with that, because you'll be nursing it.
1: Oh. You'll
0: be nursing it while you're watching it. So
1: there'll be some tension.
0: There'll be some tension, and you'll be like,
1: <gasps> "Yeah." and
0: then the tension will be relieved, it'll be like, oh, it's my friend the stout
1: here. <laughs> so you'll be asking yourself how much stout is left, how much my <laughs> bladder can take, who is the president going to have sex with, and all these questions will emerge as one. Excellent. That's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, so we we have taste tested all the beers, um, but now I want more. So for the rest of the podcast, because we have a little bit left, so for yourself which,
0: whatever you want, dude. All
1: right, I think I'm gonna take some of the first, the Belgian uh, wit beer. Good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, at the end of the podcast, I uh, ask people the "How obsessed are you?" questions. Uh and it's just like uh, it's a comparison across all the podcasts so there're no right or wrong answers. Okay. So do you think about craft beer or as we've learned planning craft beer excursions <laughs> every day?
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it when there's no hesitation. Would you get a craft beer tattoo? No. So because do you... I don't
0: have any tattoos. Right.
1: If you were going to get a tattoo what would it be of?
0: Um. Oh, my God. Don't judge. Oh, you, you've you thought about this. <laughs> yes. Uh, when I was in high school, I loved the band Smashing Pumpkins. And I I share initials with them. SP All right. And their logo is an SP and a heart. And ah. I, if I were to get a tattoo, I would get a small, tasteful tattoo of the SP heart.
1: And where would you put it?
0: The back of my neck.
1: The back of your neck. So, oh, that's that's smart because it's not necessarily well, it, depending on your people perspective. Gotta,
0: people got to look for it,
1: right? It could be intimate if you wanted it to be intimate. Yeah. But it's also just like eh, Sarah has long hair, so she could just be like, "Hey, look at my sp." Woo! Mm-hmm. And honestly, like I listen to the Smashing Pumpkins, but like I wouldn't know if yeah. I saw the Smashing Pumpkins logo on on the back of your neck. Like, oh,
0: her initials, cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, so you so you wouldn't get. Like I
0: wouldn't get a crap, no.
1: Don't. Would you get your alcohol by volume? Like your personal, what you believe your alcohol by volume oh, is? Oh, like
0: a 10.5? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Maybe,
0: yeah. 10.5%. People will be like, what's that? And I'll be like, wouldn't you like to know?
1: <laughs> I, I really love the phrase alcohol <laughs> by volume. I have a, a, a bit in some of my stand-up that I, I want the alcohol by volume phrase to also mean like a guessing game. To try to guess <sighs> how much alcohol someone has had based just on how loud they're talking.
0: That's brilliant! Yeah, That's
1: and, and you're at 10.5. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like I'm about at 10.5 right now.
1: Excellent, excellent. Would you make craft beer with Adolf Hitler?
0: Mm. Pre or post-Holocaust?
1: <laughs> Let's say you could get to him pre.
0: <laughs> well, maybe it would mellow him out.
1: Yeah. I think so. Do you think he would make angry IPA, or would you force him to do Hefeweizen to calm him down?
0: I, I would be like, dude, just try some of this Hef. It'll, <laughs> it'll solve all your problems. You can go back to art school. It's no big deal.
1: You would be a very good person for Adolf Hitler to meet. You <laughs> would make like nice lyrical drawings like you make?
0: I would be like, dude, it's all okay. Just come on. Come drink with us.
1: It's all Hefeweizen. Nice drawings, Adolf. It's okay. Would you break up with someone who hated craft beer? No, I wouldn't.
0: I think that's silly.
1: Even though it's as much of a social thing. Like, if you had someone who didn't want to come with you on social adventures. Like, I know you're in a relationship now. Mm-hmm. But if you had someone who didn't want you to go on, or didn't want to go with you on the social aspect of your obsession.
0: Uh you know what? That might cause problems. Because I, I do that quite often. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But I like the, the spirit of your initial answer was no. No, you would be understanding, so I'll leave it at that. Would you swear at a nun if she insulted craft beer?
0: <laughs> Is she Whoopi Goldberg from Sister
1: Act? <laughs> <after?
0: laughs> sure. <laughs> Maybe I would swear at her.
1: Because <laughs> Whoopi would be down with that. Yeah,
0: she'd be totally fine
1: with her. She'd fight back. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh. Would you go an entire week drinking nothing but craft beer?
0: Absolutely I would. <laughs> I would need a liver transplant by the end of it. But you'd do it. I would
1: do it. Uh would you watch a movie about craft beer made by Adam Sandler?
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there was a lot of shame in that. Yeah. There's some shame and some defeat. There's some shame, shame and shame with notes <laughs> of defeat. <laughs> Nice. I'm
0: feeling pretty hoppy right
1: now. I understand. If you couldn't drink craft beer without someone you care about first being kicked in the crotch, would you still enjoy craft beer? Oh, man. (laughs) It's a bummer of a question. That's a bummer question. (laughs) It really is. Ugh. Ugh.
0: (laughs) I'm so torn right
1: now. (laughs) I understand. (laughs) Well, if it helps you, what people normally do with this question. Like, I appreciate that you're actually just thinking about it. Most people immediately start bargaining with this metaphysical question. Oh, Of saying, like, just once a year?
0: Yeah, and is he like... Twice? Every time? Oh, can it be... Can I pick the gender of the person being kicked in the Sure, car?
1: I'd say crotch as opposed to Oh, then if it's a girl, then yeah, no 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 <laughs> <worries>. <laughs> That hurts too though, right?
0: Not not that much. <laughs> it's like being kicked some like yeah, being like being kicked anywhere, but okay. it's, it's not like uh, detrimental.
1: So if like some strange robed <sighs> metaphysical creature like from the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. appeared and said Every time you drink a craft beer, someone you care about is going to be punching the crotch. And you were just like, as long as it's a lady, no problem. As
0: long as it's a lady. (laughs) Because I feel like all of my lady friends are easygoing enough that they would totally understand that deal and they
1: would be cool with it. That is an amazing collection of friends you have.
0: (laughs) I'm very lucky.
1: Oh man, Sarah's having another session. I just got (laughs) kicked in the crotch. Um, so, I asked people to make a noise to sum up their obsession. So, your obsession is not only understanding and appreciating craft beer, yeah. but also sort of organizing social events around it and social experiences around it. So, what is a noise you can make to sum all that up?
0: Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you just want to belch into the mic?
0: <laughs> I'm from Minnesota. I don't do that. That
1: doesn't happen, no.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Those are the noises I make.
1: It almost sounded like that Hanson song.
0: Mm, Ah.
1: Oh. <laughs> Excellent. You would make Hanson noises. Perfect. Uh, so I have final questions. Well, first I'll ask you: Is there anything else about craft beer that you want, and/or your obsession with it, that you want the world to know?
0: I feel like if you're, if you don't drink craft beer and your craft beer friend is giving you shit, tell them to knock it off and be cool. <laughs> but also, maybe try going with them and trying some, because it's really delicious.
1: So either be a Hefeweizen and relax, or be an IPA. And, and just... tell
0: them, yeah, kick them in. Yeah,
1: get some iron in your gut and try it. Exactly. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> nice okay so final questions uh they can be related to your obsession but they don't have to be <coughs> what would you rather shoot out of your hands ice or birds
0: birds no question
1: <laughs> you are from minnesota <laughs> <laughs>
0: why is this why is this even a, a question it's so obvious the answer <laughs>
1: I think people who like superheroes have some pause at that question because they think like, oh well maybe I could weaponize that. But birds can be weaponized too.
0: Oh my god, birds can be totally weaponized.
1: I've played Bioshock. Birds can be weaponized, and it's <laughs> awesome. If someone made a statue of you, what would your pose be?
0: Peter Pan pose.
1: What is Peter like the uh hands on hips? Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> that is great that's like the sort of like that's what all statues should be yeah but they're too reserved to go for it
0: no you've got to fucking go for it
1: <laughs> nice And the final question for everyone on the podcast is what is happiness
0: sitting in a pub with your good pals and sharing a brew
1: that is awesome thank you very much that is our podcast <laughs> You've been listening to Obsessed Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest. Shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed.